Happy Mother's Day. Good to see you all today. Good to see all the moms and all the families that come to church with the, with the moms on Mother's Day. We kind of strong arm. I think mothers kind of use Mother's Day as a little leverage to, it's Mother's Day, you're going to go to church with me, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. All right, so uh, uh, today, Mother's Day, the day we specifically celebrate uh, the women in our lives who, who carried us for the first 20 years of our lives, <clears throat> uh, from diapers and potty training all the way through college, and for some of us, all the way to marriage. It uh, doesn't matter how old you are, uh, how old you get, uh, your mom is always your mom, right? She's just always mom. Found a comic, uh, a, a cartoon. Uh, he says, "Happy Mother's Day," and, and mom says, "Thanks, sweetie. Now go and wash your hands. They're filthy, and comb your hair, and turn off the lights. And do you think I own the electric company?" Um, <laughs> it, it got cut off. It says, "Once a mom, always a mom." On the bottom of it, anyway. Even when their job is done, mothers don't stop being mothers, right? They just are always moms. They continue being mom. I mean. Uh, who do you call when you need advice about raising your own children? Call mom. You know, I have this kid that won't stop screaming. What do I do? Uh, who do you call whenever, when your kids are sick? I need some advice, mom. What do I do? Uh, who do you call the first time that you have to try to make gravy? <laughs> My kids will call their dad uh, because I, I tend to be the gravy maker. Now, this is not true. Diane, don't, don't upstage me here. Uh, <laughs> Diane makes gravy by unscrewing the lid and pouring it in the thing. Ah, happy Mother's Day, sweetheart. <laughs> if biscuits and gravy happen at my house, Brendan and I have to cook it. I have to tell you a story, though. Uh, whenever I was single and I first moved up here to Farmington, I remember I called my mom, how do I make gravy? Because I was just dying for, for actually mashed potatoes and gravy, so I was going to make cream gravy. We have time for stories. This is a story morning. Uh, so uh, I was going to make uh, cream gravy, and so fried chicken, cream gravy, right? And mashed potatoes. Oh, I was single. And you know when you're single, you eat horrible. So this is going to be, this is my opportunity to have like this home-cooked, like my mom home-cooked meal. And so I cooked the chicken, but I'm a typical guy, you know, if a little flame is good, big flame is better. So uh, in order to get my chicken done on the center, I had to blacken it on the outside. Well, if you have blackened fried chicken, you know what color your gravy is going to be? You can't put enough flour in there to make it not black. So that was, yeah, we need some help, moms, with our gravy anyway. Even whenever we're sick as adults, and I remember whenever I was single especially, I mean, uh, whenever, whenever you're sick, who calls to check up on you? I mean, hopefully your spouse does, but mom does. Are you feeling all right? Who reminds you to wear your jacket even when you're 43 years old? <laughs> Y'all got quiet because you know my mom's sitting here. <laughs> like, don't say anything. She'll get you after service. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mother's, oh, so it's story time. I had a couple of Craigslist uh, transactions this last week, so my mom calls me, Brant, are you meeting in a safe place? <laughs> Is someone going with you? Have you got enough money? <laughs> All the mom questions. We love our moms. 
Mothers never stop being mothers, and we should never stop honoring them for being our mothers. That's the truth. The book of Ephesians, it gives us a bunch of instructions about how we should behave in relationship with others. Uh, I look back over past Mother's Day messages, and I've worn out the Proverbs 31 uh, passage. I've worn out all, all the passages that directly talk about mom. So I'm, I, I kind of looked around, but I like, I love Ephesians. I love the book of Ephesians. And so when we get into chapter six of Ephesians, after giving instructions to husbands and wives, loving and respecting each other, Paul addresses ch- the, ch- the children's behavior toward their, their parents. So the, the, he's addressing fathers and mothers, but we're going to concentrate, obviously, on mothers this morning. And so Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2, if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Ephesians. We're going to look at some of Ephesians 5 and some of Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2 says, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And we'll get to the promise later on. Don't worry about that right now. Right now, we're just looking at honor your father and your mother. It is one of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Ten Commandments? One of the Ten Commandments that God gave Moses and that he gave the children of Israel back in Exodus and also in Deuteronomy. It is a commandment that exists alongside of thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, and honor your father and your mother. Yet somehow, I'm not sure how, uh, and I'm not sure exactly when it happened, but somewhere along the way, there has been a significant and progressive shift away from honoring parents to idolizing children. It just got all tense up in here. Children are progressively ruling home more, setting the agenda for the home. Uh, I was going to make a big issue of it, but I'm not. I'm just going to throw it out there as a fact, and you can trust me whether or not. uh, It doesn't matter. It makes my point, so I'm going to use it anyway. Children are spending an increasing and disproportionate amount of the household income. The majority of marketing is directed at people who are between 8 and 18. You know why? Because they're spending your money. You're not spending your money. They are spending your money. Last night, my daughter says, I want to go to Taco Bell. You know where we went? Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, because, because they, they, they market to that group of people because they know that that is who controls the money in the house. We went from honoring mom and dad who set the direction for our home and our values because... Oh, I'm not going to get into it. Just leave it alone. To to whatever the children want or whatever we think they want or whatever childhood we didn't have that we want them to have, we're going to make sure that they have it. So they have control of the home. And it's not honoring to fathers and mothers. However, honoring your father and mother is a diminishing moral imperative in our culture. 
Yet it is still God's command, especially to those of us who belong to him. Are you with me? So this morning, Ephesians applies to all of us, both children and mothers. Children need to honor their mothers, and mothers need to live honorable lives. So the goal is that when your, your children get a little bit older, they will recognize their mother as the Proverbs 31 woman, and they will rise up and call her blessed. That's a good thing. You want your children to be proud of you when they get older. Amen? Yeah, well, I do. Some of you don't. I do. So we're looking at Ephesians to answer these two questions. Number one, how can I honor my mother? You can write these in your notes. I didn't put these in the notes. I just put the major points in the notes. How can I honor my mother? And the second one is how can I be an honorable mother? I know for you guys, you guys just went, uh, Brent, I don't really want to be an honorable mother. <laughs> well, it applies to fathers too, but we're talking about moms this morning. How can I honor my mother and how can I be an honorable mother? Number one, live a life of love. That just flows off of the tongue. Live a life of love. Ephesians chapter, one, chapter 5, pardon me, verses 1 and 2. Love Ephesians, full of all kinds of great instructions. It is built around the central theme that Christ is the head of the church and everything is brought into completion and perfection in Jesus Christ. <laughs> we may have to do Ephesians again one of these days. We've done it before, but hey, it's good. So in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, he says, Imitate God. Man. Therefore, in everything you do, in the Greek, everything means everything. Yeah. Because, he even tells us why, because you are his, what? Dear children. Verse 2. Live a life filled with love. Live a life with a little love. Is anybody reading the screen? Is the screen on? <laughs> Live a life filled. There we go. I thought I'd lost you already. I'm like, wow. Orin come up, hit it out of the park. All the ladies that did all the video, they hit it out of the park. I get up and you're like, come on, Brent, impress us. <laughs> Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. I mean, he starts off with imitate God, and now he says, follow the example of Christ. Are you guys feeling some pressure here? I am. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Now, last week, I commented that Paul often builds his point from general to specific. And here's another example of how Paul builds his arguments. He says, Imitate God. <laughs> well, how, Paul? How does, how does Brent imitate God? I mean, am I supposed to, like, hide in the dark and talk in a real deep voice? <laughs> Go out in the yard and make 
people out of mud and give them CPR and mouth to mouth? I don't know. I don't know how to imitate God. It was a joke. It was a Genesis joke. But it's like, yeah, we got it. I just have very limited abilities whenever it comes to imitating the creator of heaven and earth. And the Holy Spirit knows this. And so he gives us specifics um, here in verse 2. So he says, imitate God. And then he goes on. He says, here's how you're going to imitate God. Live a life filled. Everyone say filled. filled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got it. I thought I just knew you were going to go filled. But you didn't. Live a life filled filled with love, following the example of Christ, because his life was filled with love. He loved us so much that he offered himself as a sacrifice for us. So here, here's the blue-collar version of that verse, okay? The, the blue-collar version of that verse, this is Brent's translation. Make the most out of every opportunity to give to others the very best you have because that is what God did for you. That's a good translation. I should sell that. Make the most out of every opportunity. Can you imagine if we really could get our brains around this? Make the most out of every opportunity, not just Mother's Day and Father's Day and Grandparents' Day and birthdays, but at make the most out of every opportunity to give to others the very best you have. Because that is what God did for you in giving his own son, Jesus Christ. He set a really high standard. Imitate God. Follow the example of Jesus. Fill your life with love. So that is what mothers should, and that's what they often do for their children. Amen? And that is what children should do for their mothers. And that may be what we need to work on a little bit. So when Paul says, live a life filled with love, it is not relegated to when it is convenient, show some love. When it's a holiday, show some love. No. It's not relegated to just when, when it is needed, do the loving thing. You know, mom needs help again in the kitchen, so I guess I'll go help her. It's not just when others are watching that you make sure you love. He says, fill your life, fill your life with moments of loving others. That's kind of cool, huh? Because every once in a while I run across people that are like, I just don't feel like anybody loves me. See, this is why I couldn't be a counselor. People come in and they're like, my life is so terrible. I'm like, yes, it is. It's horrible. I'm sorry. I'd hate to be you. You're miserable. Because Paul tells us the onus is on us. Fill your life with moments of love. Fill your life with moments of loving others. It's on you. Love them. Reach out. Mothers, love the little ones that are always in your lap, underfoot, 
or in the way or jumping off the platform or dirtying their britches. <laughs> and also love those little ones when they get a little bit older and they start to grow a little bit distant. We love when it's easy, right? It's whenever uh, we start feeling the, the tension of, as, as kids grow up, they start to want to be independent, right? Oh, I have teenagers. I'm feeling this. I think the tendency for, for parents, for mothers, is to be frustrated whenever children start wanting to leave the nest and grow up and have their own freedom. You can either be frustrated with your child growing up, or you can fill those moments with love and you can continue to love them. That way, hopefully, as they get older, they'll want to come back and visit, right? So mothers, love your children when they're lovable. Love them when they're not as lovable. I appreciated Ryan's prayer. Very appropriate for today. Children, for all of, all of us who have a mom, we're children. For all of you who don't have a mom, I don't even know how that works. Children, love your mother when she gives you hugs and cooks great meals with gravy. Hallelujah. And love your mother when she gives you too much advice. It's up to you to fill your life with love, with these moments of love. He tells us, make the most out of every opportunity to fill your life with moments of loving other people. So mothers and children, live a life filled with love because that is what God does. That's how we imitate God. That's good. So when in doubt... Because some of you are already thinking, well, Brent, you don't know my mom. I can tell, by the way, some of you are scooting away from your mom right now. He wants me to love her. No, I'm kidding. Nobody's doing that. If you were, I'd point at you. <laughs> when in doubt, give yourself. That's the example that we have in Christ Jesus. To love us, he sacrificed himself to demonstrate his love for us. So when in doubt, give of yourself. Listen carefully. This is a tweetable. Not that anybody tweets, but if you were to tweet, I would tweet this. There is no substitute for you in a relationship. Oh, well, that's good. Put that on a t-shirt. There is no substitute for you in a relationship. If you're absent from your relationship with your child or your mom, it's not going to be a good relationship. Hello, duh. That's true. So give yourself to the relationship. Give yourself lovingly to your mother. Give yourself lovingly to your children. Give joy. Give peace. See, I'm pausing so that you can think about it, right? Give peace to your mom. Give patience to your mom. Give kindness to your mother. You see there's kind of a trend here. Give goodness to your mother. Give self-control, not only when you're a little child, but when you're a big child. <laughs> Give self-control to your mom. Give the best. If you didn't recognize those, those are the fruit of the Spirit. So, 
That's important to what I'm about to say. Give the best that the Holy Spirit in you has to give to those that you love the most. See, giving your best is not good enough. Your best, well, we already discussed that. It stinks and miserable. (laughs) Give the best that the Holy Spirit in you has to give to those that you love. Give love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. Live a life filled with love. If you fill your life with all those fruit of the Spirit in the relationships of those that you love, I promise you, your life will be filled with love. Point number two. Number two. The rule of care. I like this. The rule of care. The rule of care is whatever you do, no matter how much or how little you know about what you're doing. Have you ever done that? I bought a boat one time. I really did. Went to a garage sale. They have a boat. And this is kind of, I mean, Diane's the planner. She has a schedule of how we're spending money. And she knows what we need to buy before we buy it. I go to a garage sale and there's a boat. I'm like, let's buy a boat. Didn't know I wanted a boat until right now. So I took this boat home and I get it in my driveway. And you know it doesn't start like a car. (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) So I have to call the guy up that I bought it from and say, hey, how do you start the boat? Uh, The point is, whatever you do, no matter how, no much, no, no, no much how matter you know, I speak for a living. No matter how much or how little you know, sometimes we know nothing, we do it with care, right? So I don't know how to start this boat, so I don't just go start ripping and tearing and and messing things up. I carefully, I look through the process, and I'm like, I recognize none of these parts except for the key. (laughs) That is a moronic moment, but hey, we got through it because rule of care. So just be careful about what we're doing, and we got it started, had lots of fun. Anyway, uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, it's in a passage uh, about living in the power of the Holy Spirit. I love, I love this, because we're going from general, imitate God, follow the example of Christ, live a life full, filled with love, to we're getting even more specific. So verse 15, uh, and, and it's all uh, predicated on the Holy Spirit being present in our lives, right? Because uh, if God is not present in our lives, we have a hard time living a life filled with love. And we're going to have a hard time caring or living a life filled with care as well. So, so it's about, Lord, we need, we need to die to ourselves so that the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us and empowers us to live, uh, to imitate God. Oh, that's good preaching. Okay, carry on. I was so enamored there for a second. Verse 15, so be careful how you live. That's good advice. Don't live like fools. Do you ever want to tell someone that? They come in for counseling. This is what the Bible says. Don't live like a fool. But live like those who are wise. That's good advice. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. 
Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Now, here, the rule of care applies broadly in life. In general, care or giving consideration, you think things through uh, as you go through life. You care. You just pause and take some time, consider, think, think about it. Care so that you will live wisely. Because if you live carelessly, you're probably also going to live foolishly, right? And no parent is proud of a foolish child. Well, my love, my mom will love me no matter what. Well, she may love you. She just may not like you. Make it easier for her to love you. Stop being a fool. Take some time to care about your life. Take some time to be thoughtful about the things you do and the direction you're going. I just made a whole bunch of friends there, didn't I? I don't like what he's saying. Likewise, so no parent is proud of a foolish child. Likewise, it is difficult for children to honor a foolish parent. Now, at first we're like, wait a second. Oh, yeah. You know, as we get older, we, we should act our age. I'm working on that. We should dress our age. We should act our age. Don't, be, don't, don't act like you're 18 when you're, when you're not 18, okay? I just be careful what I say there. Oh, I get myself in the deep end of the pool really quick. Care. Care so that you live wisely. Child or mother, care so that you live wisely. Care so that when opportunities to do good or show love, oh, see how this all works together? Care so that when opportunities to do good or to show love present themselves, you will recognize them and are ready to act wisely. I got to tell you, one of the most difficult things that I, I have to, to really work on in my own life is after the fact, I look back and say, oh, I wish I would have told that person I appreciated them. I wish I would have told them I love you and I appreciate what you do. I wish I had bought them a gift. I wish that I had done something kind and loving to that person. But now the moment's passed because, you know, my life is new every moment. <laughs> right? So I, don't, I miss moments from time to time to show that I really do care. And I have some regrets for not loving people in the moment. So part of caring is being thoughtful about the moment and caring enough to act in the moment. Have you ever had that moment where you ought to tell somebody, hey, appreciate you, think the world of you, and you're standing there going, eh, that would be weird, so I'll let it go. And you don't. Well, you don't get those moments back, right? So be thoughtful, care enough so that when those opportunities present themselves, you can follow through. I didn't put it in my text because I didn't want to make a big issue of it. But he says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Here's the deal. We want to be different than the rest of the evil world? Thank you. <laughs> Everybody's like, no, I'm fine with that. I'm evil and I like it. I told my mom to stay home today. <laughs> I'm going to church without you. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, for those of us who want to go to heaven and belong to Jesus on this side of the room, <laughs> sorry about you guys. No, with evil days. 
So whenever we come along and do something good, it shines like a light in the darkness, right? But if you're going through unwisely, uncaringly, thoughtlessly, then opportunities goes by and we just kind of blend into the evil around us. Not because we're doing evil, but because we're not doing anything good, because we're living carelessly. So the rule of care. (laughs) That was funny. Tough congregation this morning. Care. Care what the Lord wants you to do, the verse tells us. I know this is where I'm really messing with your uh, humanistic theology that you prefer to hold very close to you. Care about what the Lord wants you to do. Uh, I'm going to stick this out there and then I'm going to hide behind these two little bitty plants. I wish we had bought bigger ones. (laughs) This life is not about you. It's not about what you want. It is about what the Lord wants for you. And it just had an epiphany. You know, when your children are little, all they want to do is eat dessert, right? But you know that that's not good for them. So you don't give them what they want. Because you know that there's something better for them than just eating dessert all the time. But whenever it comes to God, I have my prayer list, God. You've only answered one or two of those things, and it's about 10 miles long. I thought you were a loving father. I thought you cared about me. Right? That's how we treat God. And God says, no. Fill in the blank. Uh, He says, no, you little genius. I know that there's something better for you than for you to wallow in your sinful desires. That's good preaching. Yes, it is. Amen. This life isn't about you, and it's not about what you want. It's about the Lord, what the Lord wants for you. And the Lord wants mothers to love and to care for their children and for children to love and to care for their parents. It's so simple. The Lord wants you to behave carefully so that you have really great relationships. That's the rule of care. Live carefully so that you don't live like a fool, but you live like a wise person. Because here, here's, here before I go to the next point, I'm just going to drive this, you know, I'm going to hit you again. If you live like a fool and you live selfishly, it makes it incredibly difficult for mothers to have good relationships with their children. It's a tough relationship when you're both being selfish. If you're both being giving, if you're both filling those moments with love, and you're both caring about one another like God cares for us, then the relationship is miraculous. God did that. He made it where when we imitate God, we have good relationships and life is full and wonderful. If your life is miserable, it's probably because you're not imitating God. That's the truth. Yeah. We imitate God, we become more loving, and we become more lovable. The role of care is live carefully so that you don't live like a fool, but you live like a wise person. Number three. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing good. By the way, just to keep your attention, at the end of service, all these flowers are going to become uh, property of all the moms, okay? So in case I forget to tell you later. uh, Number three, live to honor. 
So we're back to Ephesians 6. Live to honor. Verse 1, I skipped over it last, uh, whenever we first started. He says, children, children, obey your parents. And then he tells us why. Why? Because you belong to the Lord. If you don't belong to Jesus, you don't need to listen to the rest of this. You can just go out there and be miserable, live unwise, and not fill your life with moments of love. You can fill your life with moments of drama and contention and hate and be miserable. That's not what we're about. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Verse 2. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Here's the promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. God just makes it full circle there. Uh, When you are young, when you're young, there's nothing more honoring to your parents than to obey them. When you're raising your children, you don't expect them to bring you an extravagant gift. Just do what I ask you to do without arguing with me. It's wonderful. Parents feel wonderful whenever they ask their children to do something and they say, okay, I got it. Oh, so proud. (laughs) I'm not raising a fool, right? Just obey. The most honoring thing we can do when we're children is to obey our parents. And all the parents are looking around to make sure that their children are listening right now. I told my children this morning, you guys need to make sure you listen to the sermon tomorrow. (laughs) So then when you get a little older, there's nothing more honoring to parents than for you to love them. Obedience isn't an issue as we get older because our parents aren't in charge of us anymore. But it honors them when we love them. It's easy for children to get so caught up in their little world. Are you picturing this? It's it's easy for children to get so caught up in their little world that honoring their mother is just too much of a hassle. It's true for little children too. Did you see what I just did there? Some of you are like, wait a second. just said it twice. No, I didn't. We get busy with our lives, right? I mean, we have our own children, we have our own houses, we have our own problems. It just becomes where I'm too busy taking care of my life to give some of myself to the person who raised me. That's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not pointing at anybody in here because I think that as a society, we are moving, we're moving away from honoring father and mother and moving toward idolizing children. And it's messed up. It's not biblical. It's not right. I don't do a lot of sermon research on Facebook. <laughs> but this week, uh, I had some time. <laughs> it's always embarrassing when the staff come in my office and I'm on Facebook. What are you doing? Studying, praying, (laughs) praying for these people on Facebook. (laughs) I'm sharing Jesus because all you have to do is push like or share and 
I don't know where it goes. Anyway, that's what it says. If you love Jesus, share, right? If you don't love, if you love Satan, keep scrolling. Am I the only person on Facebook here? I know that that's not true because all those little green dots show up, and I know that you're on Facebook. So on Facebook this week, I saw this, and I just I thought, this is so fitting, and it's really good because uh, as a guy, I, I struggle too with, you know, what do moms want for Mother's Day? This is, this is, I mean, it just escapes us. Men and women think so differently. So what does a mom want on Mother's Day? So, so I copied and pasted this from face, Facebook, uh, so it's real deep and theological. Uh, the, the title is, What Do I Want for Mother's Day? So from a mother's perspective, what do I want for Mother's Day? She says, I want you. I want you to keep coming around. I want you to bring your kids around. I want you to ask me questions, ask my advice, tell me your problems, ask for my opinion, ask for help. I want you to come over and rant about your problems, rant about your life, whatever. Tell me about your job, your worries, your kids, your fur babies. Like I said, I copied this. I did not write this, and I don't know what a fur baby is, but if my kids have fur babies, they don't need to call mom. They need to call a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fur babies. It's like, oh, you have a new baby. <laughs> you gave birth to a chinchilla? What? <laughs> See, this is why a woman has to write this, because if a guy wrote it, it'd be totally different. What do I want for Father's Day? A boat. <laughs> what about me, Dad? Do you want me? Well, if you buy a boat that's big enough for both of us, yeah. <laughs> Bring some food. I'll bring the baby. This is going to be great. <laughs> Mother's Day. We were having a, such a sincere heart moment there for all the moms. We lost it, didn't we? We'll regain it. We're, we're heading back there. So away from fur babies. Okay. She says, I want you to continue. This is good. I want you to continue sharing your life with me. Because we get so busy sharing our lives with our immediate family. Uh, our, our wives, our wives, our, our husbands, our uh, children. We get busy with life. And mom wants you to continue sharing your life with me. I, I'm totally distracted. But Diane and I, on Saturday night, Brennan typically works late. And so we wait for him to come in because he's going to come in the house. He's going to lay down on our bed. But we're waiting for him to come just to tell us that he worked that day and how his day was because we want him to share his life with us. Now my daughter's running the snow cone stand. So the minute we get in the truck or in the car from whatever's been going on that day, share with me. I have my life invested in you. Please tell me what you're doing. <laughs> it's not that desperate, but we love to know what's going on in the lives of our children. Our parents want to know what's going on in our lives, right? And my mom's back there going, amen. Preach it, Brother Brent. <laughs> Actually, she says, preach it, son. <laughs> Come over. Laugh with me or laugh at me. I don't care. Hearing your laugh 
is music to me. Is that true, moms? It is. Best amen all day, and it was from Facebook. (laughs) I spent the better part of my life raising you, watch, the best way I knew how. Now, give me time to sit back and admire my work. Raid my refrigerator. Help yourself. I really don't mind. In fact, I wouldn't want it any other way. I want you to spend your money making a better life for you and your family. I have all the things I need. I want to see you happy and healthy. And when you ask me for what I want for Mother's Day, I say nothing because you've already been giving me my gift all year. I want you. If you love your mother, you'll copy and paste this. And if you don't love your mother, you'll keep scrolling. (laughs) I copied the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's what your mom wants for Mother's Day. She wants you. She wants you to be actively involved in her lives. So I, I encourage you, I challenge you this morning, honor your mother. Don't give her a hard time. Don't argue with her over petty things. Honor her. Honor her because she loved you when only a mother would love you. Do your part to fill her life with love and do your part to fill her life with care. So carefully, thoughtfully be engaged in your mother's life. Evidently, God saw honoring your parents as being so important that he added a special promise to this particular commandment. He says, things will go well for you. It's kind of interesting to me that what I remember of this verse from years past is we always talk about, oh, you're going to have long life here on earth. And we, for some reason, we've glanced over, things will go well for you. And then, so, so we say, well, I'll honor my mother and my father so that I have a long life. I don't care really so much about having a long life. I care very much about having a good life. And God has given us a simple formula for having a good life. It is possible that a lot of the drama in our lives, even in our communities, our nation, could be resolved. We're going to have world peace right now. We're going to solve it. All these problems could be, or a majority of these problems could be resolved simply by those who belong to God honoring their mother. See, we want to think about national problems and community problems as national problems, and they're not. They're problems between individuals. When we learn to love and honor and care for those who are closest to us, then the whole world becomes a better place. When Christians... When people who say that they are filled with the Holy Spirit and forgiven by the blood of Jesus, when they will begin to show love and care and honor to their parents, the world will instantly be transformed. It is that simple. Sounds too simplistic. No, it's not. God did it. Honor your mother and God promises you a long and good life. That's a pretty good deal. 
It's a really good deal. It's something that every one of us, with the power of the Holy Spirit and God's grace in our lives, we can do as well. Amen? I'd like for all of us to stand. We're going to pray for our mothers together. If you would, bow your heads with me. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for those that, that you have blessed with the privilege of motherhood. Lord, we thank you for loving, for the loving and caring nature that you, uh, that you put and make it inherent in women, Lord. It's a, it's a tremendous characteristic. It's a godly characteristic, Lord, and we're grateful. We're grateful for how you shape and, and create women to just be unique and special, to glorify you. Lord, I ask your blessing upon all of our mothers today. God, that you would bless them with joy, that you would bless them with contentment as they celebrate with their families. Lord, I pray that you would put it in all of our hearts to love and to care and to honor our mothers, to give them the honor that you would have us show to them. Lord, we we thank you for our mothers. We thank you for all that you all the blessings that you give us in our lives. We thank you that that your word speaks to us and gives us direction, gives us instruction of how we can better shine the glory and the character, the nature of our God, how we can imitate our Father in heaven. Lord, don't let us go through this week without filling every moment with love, without caring in every moment, and without honoring those around us. Father, we love you. We thank you. Be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.